Automatic defense procedures initiated. Casting from the deep depths of cyberspace, this is Darn IT Podcast, Cybersecurity Made Simple, and I'm your host, Darling G, Chief Technical Architect of Darn IT Group. Welcome to episode 11 of the Darn IT Podcast. Uh, today's episode, we'll be talking about the cybercrime pandemic. Now, I'm sure you all understand and realize that cybersecurity has been top of mind for a lot of people over the many years. Um, I think finally now, cybersecurity's finally got the recognition it deserves. Um, it's always been an issue, but I think the media does a great job at either scaring the living daylights out of all of us or actually reporting the things that need to be reported. That I'm still debating on, but however, um, at least now it's getting the recognition and a lot of people are starting to become more aware of it and are actually doing something about it. Uh, cyber th- attacks have is really been a threat to individuals, businesses, communities, and economic environments. Uh, it's growing in threats. It's growing in complexity. And it's really getting to the point where now it's at concerning levels. So according to the WEF, the World's Economic Forums, uh, their Global Risk Report 2020 stated that cyber attacks are the second most concerning risk for global businesses over the next 10 years, uh, which will affect revenue, profit, and brand reputation. Now, as I'm sure most of you understand that these are huge concerns for businesses alike because obviously if you affect revenue, obviously if you affect profit, especially brand reputation, that could have some detrimental effects to these businesses for which they will probably close or lose a lot of money. Now, some businesses have uh, a a higher risk tolerance and some businesses have a lower risk tolerance. So this is the, the main issue here. So the businesses who have a lower risk tolerance are the ones who generally tend to have layoffs, shut down, or have major issues coming back online. But the ones that have a higher risk tolerance are the ones who do suffer a breach, uh, pay lots of money out, and continue to operate as normal, um, with some loss in either revenue or some loss in employees. But generally speaking, they bounce back pretty quickly. Now, just as a fact, there is over 1 million people joining the internet a day according to the WEF, the World's Economic Forum. More than half the world population is currently online, uh, and two-thirds of humanity carry a mobile device. Now, that paints a pretty unique picture because you have to understand that most of the people now in the world are online, and everyone's connected, everyone has an IP-enabled device. So if you want to think about the threat landscape or the amount of people that can get affected by cybercrime, you can understand that the more people who are led up to the digital the digital superhighway, a lot more people are now at risk. Um, cyber attacks are expected to increase this year in 2020, which is actually outpacing terrorism, heat waves, and destruction of natural ecosystems. So what that means is you're seeing more attacks that cost people more money 
than comparison to terrorism, heat waves, and destruction of natural ecosystems. Now, I don't want to laugh about that because all of those things are very um, scary and does affect all the lives. But you have to understand that in terms of the amount of cybercrime that happens, it is literally outpacing all of those things. And that's something to really paint a good picture about because a lot of people don't understand because they don't see it. You can see heat waves, you can see terrorism, and you can see destruction of natural ecosystems. But what you cannot see, um, sort of where you are uh, sitting where you are today, is the fact that you can't really quantify the amount of destruction that's going on in cyberspace because literally cyberspace is happening beneath our noses, as you will, and it's not something that you can sort of paint that picture and see, oh, well, this ecosystem's destroyed or this business is destroyed. We really only hear in the media those higher those higher cases that uh, affect those bigger businesses. But what we don't hear is the small medium organizations. And at Darn IT Group, uh, we do see that. We do see a lot of threats that are affecting smaller businesses. We do see the detrimental effect that this has against these businesses. And these are the ones that have a lower risk tolerance. And these are the ones that are susceptible um, for doom and failure. Now, talking about the dark web, um, in terms of cyber terrorism, the dark web is the place to do business. The dark web is where you can find all the tools, where you can find the cyber crime rings, where you can find all the meth- methodologies, the, the new tools, etc., to essentially affect it or affect other people and other businesses. Um, Cybercrime is now turned into a, a service model, and which basically basically gives anybody um, access to various hacking methods and technologies. It's just as easy as going on Amazon and buying something, um, and that's a bit scary because that's something that we don't usually understand how easy this has become for a lot of people. Where you just spend X amount of dollars. And you can get the latest security threats and you can attack people for profit. And that's that's the biggest issue. Um, According to the WEF, taking down a single cloud provider could generate between 50 to 100 billion, with a B, 50 to 120 billion dollars in economic harm. So if a cyber criminal takes down a online provider, as you will, and let's just, since we're on the topic with Amazon, if for some reason cyber criminals take down Microsoft AWS, hypothetically speaking, um, that could cause a lot of detrimental harm to a lot of businesses who rely on the service. And understanding that these services are heavily relied on nowadays because most of uh, businesses are operating in cloud models or using cloud-based solutions to operate their business. So a a provider being taken down, like Amazon, for instance, um, could cause a lot of harm to many businesses across the world. Digital innovation uh, vulnerabilities um, can allow more physical harm. So that means most of the cyber attacks can affect the, in the physical realm, the physical space that you and I operate in um, more than ever. Um, because technically speaking, um, cybercrime is more digital. But if you think of things like manufacturing production lines, logistics, and automotive sectors, you must understand that this can affect uh, humans, business processes, um, profits, etc. But Taking away profits, for example, where the human harm element comes in play 
is very key because you have to understand that if something affects a line of production, let's say it's a line to um, fix the most, if there's a vaccine, for example, for the coronavirus and the manufacturing plant that the, the lab that designs and distributes this the medicine or the vaccine gets disrupted by a cyber attack, you must understand that will cause some, some harm in the physical world because then you're actually causing people to get sick and potentially die because they're not getting the vaccine quick enough. Um, and that and that's something to take into consideration. And with the fact that most of the new mobile or the automotive uh, vehicles are now being uh, fitted with um, self-driving or, or half self-driving capabilities, once we completely turn that into a full autonomous mode, um, you can get some cases where these systems can get compromised and affect human life. So you can kind of see where the line starting to become very thin between digital realm and physical realm is these threats are now going to start affecting us because we have such a high reliance on our cloud technology and our technologies and especially the new ones coming out, uh, especially when you want to think about AI, that it's becoming to a point where we have to really start taking these things into consideration um, as we're operating online. Uh, Internet of Things, IoT adds another layer of concern which will literally amplify the cyber attack surface. So there's an estimated 21 billion, with a B, billion IoT devices, and that will double by 2025. So if you wanna think about all of the little things like thermostats, um, plugs, um, sensors in the um, manufacturing side or even in the, um, in the household, you think about the different points of entry a cyber criminal could have if they want to access your infrastructure. And it takes literally nothing because most of the time these devices are not protected at all. Cybercrime is very profitable, as you, you may or may not be aware, which which might hit about $6 trillion by next year, so by 2021. So really, the, the palatable difference here is cybercrime is worth more than oil. So you have to understand that the reason these, these attacks are increasing exponentially is really because the, the profitability of cybercrime has increased, it, it, well, really has increased uh, tremendously um, even in the last year. So that, that uh, dollar amount is going to be $6 trillion by next year. You also have to take into consideration that critical infrastructure is at risk. So sectors like energy, healthcare, and the transportation sectors. Um, some attacks have affected entire cities, both in private and public sectors that are both vulnerable to be held hostage from cyber criminals. So you want to think about energy, for example, uh, if your lights go off, uh, generally speaking, that's due to um, a natural event that causes your electricity not to work. But if criminals are able to infiltrate and attack our energy infrastructure or even our medical infrastructure, that will cause some detrimental effects to our society as we know it. So what are the next steps? Cybersecurity has finally gotten the awareness it deserves and is on the radar for most people. However, a lot of people assume that this is still an IT issue, which it is not. Um, Cybersecurity focused in IT is now a thing of the past. Cybersecurity has essentially gone into every faucet in our lives 
in business and in personal. So the the risk strategies that must be deployed in businesses alike has to have literally a commitment from every single corner of the office, which comes from IT to management to HR to the end users and every corner of the planet. This is very important between businesses and all over the world. This is a global issue. Cybercrime can only be fought as a village. We cannot fight cybercrime individually or groups of, of individuals. We all have to take charge and fight against the increased pandemic of cybercrime. Thank you for listening to Darn IT Podcast with your host, Darnley G. If you like our show and want to know more, please like or subscribe or leave a review. Remember, look both ways before crossing the information superhighway. Safe computing, everyone. Bye.